This is episode 316 of the AWS podcast, released on June 9th, 2019. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. Sam Lesher here with you. Great to have you back, and I'm joined by a special guest. I'm joined by Projector Dumbler, who's a product manager here at Amazon Web Services. G'day, Projector. How are you doing? Hey, hi, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you on because you're going to talk to us about a really interesting new service that's in preview that I know a lot of customers uh, sort of grabbed their attention when it was announced. And this is AWS Lake Formation. So maybe uh, share with us what is this designed to solve? Because uh, we don't want to build things that don't solve problems. So this clearly solves some problem. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> uh, so before maybe before I talk about Lake Formation, let me quickly talk about data lakes. Uh, yeah, because that's do. what Lake Formation helps customers build. On AWS, uh, so our data, as you know, as you know, uh, is growing exponentially year over year. Uh, it's roughly growing about 10x every five years, and this is mostly because of uh, machine-generated data like application logs, uh, operational logs, uh, as well as data that's coming from a variety of sources. You know, your ERP, CRM data, data coming from IoT devices, streaming sources that are sending in data. So data volumes are growing. At a, at a massive scale, uh, and it's not just the volumes, it's also the variety uh, of data that's growing uh, and then the type of uh, use cases that are being run on that data, that is growing as well. So we see customers um, increasingly adopting a data lake architecture today to manage their data and make that, their data available in a governed fashion to their you know, different business units, different teams, different people within their organization. And a data lake essentially is a centralized repository that can store any kind of data, whether it is structured data, semi-structured data, or even unstructured data like images. And uh, you can analyze this data using a variety of tools, all working simultaneously against the same data without any data duplication or interfering with each other. So data lakes essentially allow you to run any analytics at massive scale and low cost. But you know, data lakes for some customers, especially customers with complex use cases or large organizations with multiple teams, can take months to build. And this is primarily because building a data lake involves a certain uh, number of steps. And it's the step where you're really bringing data from a variety of sources into a central repository, cleansing it, combining it as well as the next step where you're managing and governing access to this data. That can take, you know, many, many days or, you know, even months for certain customers to set up and manage. And that's the area where uh, Lake Formation is adding features that will help customers build their data lakes, bring data into their data lakes, and define access policies on their data lakes quicker than they do today, uh, and in a way that's less manual and less error-prone. It's interesting. There's a few elements there that, that really um, show the change over time in terms of how we, we architect these systems or what's required of them. Certainly in the early days of data lakes, the big challenge was things like getting enough storage, getting enough compute, being able to process it all. Obviously with, with the cloud, we've kind of solved that problem. You can have as much storage and as much compute as you want. And it really became a case of, well, how do I find all this information? How do I categorize it? How do I secure it, et cetera? And as you rightly pointed out, that became a big bottleneck. And when people are building data lakes, they're not building it to have a data lake. They're building it to support some sort of business insight they're trying to get. And the longer it takes to build and uh, put in place the management constructs around the data lake, the kind of less useful it becomes very quickly over time as you're not getting that input. And, I mean, customers today are using S3 as their you know, base or storage for the data lakes, and that continues to be 
the same storage that they can use with lake formation. And S3 is great. It's scalable, durable, highly available. You know, it, it provides you great support for encrypting your data, does cross-regional copying of, uh, of your data, and really uh, allows you to uh, run a variety of tools and a variety of use cases against this data. So the data uh, that is registered and managed with Lake Formation is still data in S3, and that's completely in customer's account and in, uh, in the ownership of the customer. The customer has full access and control over this data. So then given that uh, you know, a lot of customers obviously have data lakes or have built, built um, varieties of those on AWS before, what is AWS Lake Formation bringing to the table that, that they may not have today that's going to make life a bit easier for them? Sure. So as I was mentioning, you know, customers can register their existing S3 buckets or you know, the data that's, sit, uh, that's sitting on S3 today that constitutes the data lake with Lake Formation. And then Lake Formation really helps manage and govern access to this data. Lake Formation provides a set of blueprints, which are essentially templates that allow customers to quickly load data into the data lakes, where the data is stored in a way that is partitioned and in formats that are optimized for analytics, uh, querying and analytics. Um, and e customers don't need to understand the underlying you know, technology or the number of steps that are required with a blueprint. They can just provide us a few parameters, tell us where their data is, how to get access to that data, and where in the data lake they would like to land that data. And then Lake Formation will run this blueprint, bring the data into the data lake, store it in a, in a format like Parquet, partition it based on the keys that they have provided. Once the data is in the data lake, the next step typically is to make sure uh, that the right people have access to the data. And Lake Formation essentially provides a central security model to define access permissions on top of this data, where customers can define these permissions based on simple grant and revoke statements defined around the tables that are, that are in a central data catalog that point to this data. And they can define these permissions to govern access or scope down access uh, not only at the table level, but also at a column level. So if a certain set of users within your organization should not have access to you know, certain columns because they contain personally identifiable data, with Lake Formation, you can easily define the permissions where those columns uh, would be hidden or obscured from those users when they try to run a query against this data. The other part about the security permissions in Lake Formation is that these permissions live with the data and are not specific to the application trying to access it. So you define this permission centrally, and you can run a query in a service like Amazon Athena or Amazon EMR uh, or even Amazon Redshift uh, Red Spectrum, which can query S3 data. And the same set of permissions would apply and would be enforced regardless of where the user is trying to access that data from. That's interesting. So that you're tying the security policy for the data close to the data rather than relying on uh, best intentions of application designers and developers to, to build those into the application site. So you're sort of reducing that exposure for incorrect data access or data leakage. That is correct. So, you know, the policies are centrally managed they're centrally defined, and they're defined such that they govern access not only uh, both to the metadata and data with a single set of policies, instead of having two separate set of policies or permissions to govern access. You talked about some of the, the importing and, and sort of uh, pre preparation of data, and certainly most studies have shown that 
any sort of data science or big data related activities about 80% data engineering versus uh, insights and seeking. And one of the things that this uh, solution is going to do is, is do some work around cleaning and deduplication of data. So maybe share, share with us some of that because I think that's a really interesting nuance of, of doing this at scale and doing it a little bit maybe uh, cleverer than we've been able to do it in the past. So we are adding ML transforms as part of Lake Formation, specifically a transform called Find Matches. So what this does is you can point this transform to any uh, data set that's sitting in your data lake, and then we will create a sample set for you to go label. And labeling is essentially you telling us, uh, you know, through some you know manual interaction or through some human interaction, essentially, that these two records are similar. So a typical example would be, you know, you have movie listings from two different providers. And they list the movies slightly differently in terms of the number of columns that they provide or the way the movie names are written. But essentially, you know, it's the same movie across two different data sets. And if you'd like to find these matching records across two different data sets, you could run this transform. You could, first of all, train it on a sample data set. So you could provide your own sample, or we can generate a sample that you can go and label. And then once you have trained this, tuned it, you're happy with the results, you can then apply it as part of your data processing or ETL job uh, that runs uh, in Glue, in a service like Glue, and run it as part of your data ingest, where you can find uh, duplicate records and then you can take subsequent steps like deduplicating against those matching records or you find them uh, matching records and then you can normalize the data set one against the other. So we are adding this um, as part of lake formation and these transforms essentially can be trained against the data in your data lake and can be run as part of your ETL jobs. That's really powerful because that means that we can get high quality data that we can access quickly. And speaking about the access, what's going to be the, I guess, the, the customer access experience? How do people find the data that's in the, the data lake for use in their particular analysis? So in terms of data discovery, first of all, the catalog in lake formation is the, the same catalog that is the Glue Data Catalog today. So for customers who are already using the Glue Data Catalog, they would just see their metadata and start you know, using features in lake formation like defining security permissions around that metadata that already exists in the Glue Data Catalog. For others, you know, we have crawlers in Glue that can go and scan your data lake and interpret schema, uh, extract the schema and register it automatically with the catalog and build your catalog. Once your data is cataloged, we will have a text-based search in lake formation against that metadata. So all the metadata either discovered by us automatically or any custom metadata like owners of a particular table or additional context against a specific column, uh, you can store that in the catalog and then search against it to find the right data sets that you're looking for. And then once you find that data, uh, those data sets, if you're an admin, uh, you can define appropriate policies to grant access to certain groups of users within your organization or a certain IM user or role within your organization. And then when that user logs into a service like Athena, they will only see the select set of tables that they have access to and then they can just start running their query. So this service is currently in preview and one of the benefits of this process is we allow customers to use the service and get a feel for how it's working and what uh, we need to improve and what really delights them. Can you tell us a bit about what the, the customer experience and feedback has been so far and how customers can sign up to the preview to be part of that as well? So uh, we are in preview right now um, and customers can sign up for the preview on the, on the website, on the Lake Formation uh, page. 
Uh, and once they sign up, or once you sign up for the preview, uh, we will whitelist your account. We are whitelisting accounts in batches uh, every week. Uh, once we whitelist, we'll send you an email with instructions on how to access the preview as well as how to give us feedback. And I do encourage everyone to sign up for the preview because this is really a good time for you to try out the service, give us uh, constructive feedback that we can then incorporate into the service itself uh, before it, it publicly launches. Yeah, it's a great way to uh, get your requirements on the list and uh, it means it's a, a better service for everyone. Uh, Projector, thanks so much for sharing with us uh, some insight into AWS Lake Formation. Yep, my pleasure. Thank you. And thanks everyone for listening. We do love to get your feedback. AWS podcast at amazon.com is the place to do that. And please do tell a friend about the podcast. Word of mouth is our best friend. And until next time, keep on building.